Welcome to the intersection of faith and the culture. This is Wall Builders Live, where we're talking about today's hottest topics on policy and faith and the culture, always from a biblical, historical, and constitutional perspective. Having that conversation today with David Barton. He's America's premier historian and our founder at Wall Builders. Also with Tim Barton, national speaker and pastor and president of Wall Builders. And my name is Rick Green. I'm a former Texas legislator. You can find out more about all three of us at wallbuilderslive.com. That's where you can get a list of our stations. You can get some great news each day right there on the website. And you can also click on that donate button and make that contribution. We're a listener-supported program. And when you, as a listener, support us, it's, it allows us not only to bring these great programs to you, but also to expand them across the country to train pastors and, and legislators and young leaders, all the different things we're doing to equip and inspire and educate Americans, to restore America's constitutional republic. You get to be a part of that by making that contribution. All right, guys, Steve Dace joining us a little later in the program, a radio host for The Blaze, but uh, also author, a lot of a lot of good books, and uh, one that we had, he co-authored actually with Daniel Horowitz, who we had on a few weeks back to talk about it, Rise of the Fourth Reich, uh, how to prevent uh, the COVID crackdowns from happening again. And now uh, also uh, taking one of his books, uh, Nefarious, and turning it into a movie. So we'll have Steve on to talk about that because it premieres this weekend. Um, More and more, I think, quality entertainment coming out of the, and I wouldn't even just say, I I would say the conservative Christian movement and uh, and also just the faith movement. I mean, we got Jesus Revolution a few weeks ago. Um, Lots of good stuff uh, that's been coming out. In fact, I, I was looking at my movie theater, guys, this weekend. And uh, the closest movie theater to me where I live, and they had Jesus Revolution and his only son uh, at the same time, two out of the like only seven or eight uh, theaters there. So I thought that was pretty cool. I don't know much about his only son. It just uh, I think it's about, uh, I guess, Abraham. And uh, so I haven't I don't know anything about the producers or how good the movie is. But anyway, that's what I've been thinking about is just uh, more of that mountain of entertainment that we're starting to do, I think, better in. Well, I can tell you that on his only son, it has done very well at the box office. It outperformed. It's kind of like Jesus Revolution. It went through the top. Uh, even the critics are giving it a high rating on Rotten Tomatoes and the, the people who have gone there themselves. So I have not seen that one, but it is apparently doing very, very well with the masses and apparently expanding into more theaters as well. So it's kind of like the Jesus Revolution and some of these others that they have shifted the, the really the direction of the quality and the messaging both. And it's actually getting some high critical reviews as well as just, you know, fan support from people who love the message. Well, I was very late seeing Jesus Revolution. In fact, we just went yesterday and uh, I thought I was going to miss it. You know, I thought, you know, most movies like that only last a weekend or whatever. And then the theaters get rid of it. So I was glad to see that it's still pulling well enough that it was in theaters. And and, uh, and Karen, I really enjoyed it. Really powerful story. Well, guys, too, I think also as we're looking at a a nation in crisis, one of the things that we have seen consistently in America for the last several decades is as there has been issues uh, surrounding the nation, people have reverted back to faith. And it it, it really does speak to the faith foundation of this nation. Um, And and obviously, we've talked about uh, faith has to be an individual thing, right? We we can't live off our grandparents' faith or off our parents' faith. It, It has to be our faith. And it's something, though, even though if we're looking at a rising generation that that is more than any previous generation in America, uh, that is is rejecting religion and faith on some level, almost without exception, everybody who has 
been born and raised in America had a grandparent or grandparent or an aunt, an uncle, somebody of faith who had an influence on their life. And so there is still a major faith influence. And I think as people are, are looking at a world in unrest and, and, and so much people are looking for answers, I do think it, it makes a an increased draw for some of these faith movies um, where there is a spiritual hunger inside of people. And it's 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 given people a glimpse of something that could be there. And obviously, if these movies weren't well done, it would not be as well received. But because Jesus Revolution, some of these movies have been so well done, and they've done so well at the box office because the people that went to see them the opening weekend said, this is amazing, you need to go see it. And the testimonials and reports have been so good. And so people looking and, and, and hungry uh, for something spiritual, for, for some truth, have been able to, to find something in these movies. You know, one of the things I think is happening now is there is, we've talked before, we think there's a spiritual renewal revival going on. And one of the things that goes with that is you start becoming cognizant of the spiritual world again. And it's really hard for people who live in a physical world to actually understand the, the spiritual world. And I was just thinking of some verses that, that come out of the, the Bible that are kind of that way, uh, where that over in Hebrews 13, it talks about, be careful how you treat people because you may be dealing with angels unaware. And just the concept that, that God may plant actually angels in our way to see how we're going to respond to them. And, you know, are we going to act like a jerk? Or are we going to be kind and, and helpful? And, and who knows but what some of those angels may act like jerks themselves just to see how we respond. I don't think people think about meeting a person and saying, hey, I might have just met an angel because they're going to look and, and act and behave just like normal people kind of to, to test us and see how we respond. And then Jesus kind of repeats the same thing over in Matthew 25, where he says, look, however you treat the least of one of these is how you've treated me. And so it, it's kind of there's a spiritual world out there that, you know, we're just so so used to our physical responses and our physical thinking and, and what we see on news and TV and media and entertainment and whatever. We just don't think that some of these things may be actual spiritual realities that are just just kind of checking to see where we are and what's our, our habit and our response. And and so in, in this movie that Steve Dace has got now, I, I was able to see the trailer on that. They gave it to me early and he took me aside and showed me some of it and and then Glenn Beck, you know, Steve works there with Glenn Beck. And so Glenn's seen it and Glenn was talking to me about it. And in looking at it, it's taken a real step uh, beyond a lot of other movies in, in the way that the camera work was done and the way the acting was done. It's, it's much more um, dramatic acting driven in this, not just story driven, it's acting driven. But the story is going to be really unusual for a lot of people. It, it's kind of like there is a spiritual world. And I've never thought about that. Is is for example, is, is Satan is real? You know, we know he's a spiritual being, but what does he look like? How does he act? How does he manifest himself? And and so it's just a, a lot of pretty heavy thoughts in a lot of ways for what this movie deals with. But there is no question that what it covers is absolutely very spiritual, real and very true and biblically founded. And I just kind of think it may be another step in, in the growth and development of Christians as we're kind of in a revival and you know we're and part of a revival is you have to grow and get spiritually deeper and spiritually more mature and and kind of figure some things out that maybe you didn't think about five years ago and i think that that what steve has got with this movie nefarious is kind of one of those steps and the overall growing up of the christian community to think about things that they've never thought about before so i just really see this as part of a good trend in the country for for where christian entertainment is getting and 
you know, who, who knows, maybe some days we get back to the to the golden years of Hollywood with the Cecil B. DeMille's and all those guys who are doing such high quality Christian movies that they're just racking up the Academy Awards, you know, whether it's Ten Commandments or Ben-Hur or whatever it was. And I think we may be headed back that way as a culture. And I think this this movie by Steve is one of those that kind of takes it to a new level, uh, both spiritually and also technologically as well. What they've done in the acting and, and the portrayal of the cameras and stuff is just pretty amazing. Yeah, really well done. And I, I remember guys reading reading the book last, I guess, fall, maybe uh, summer, sometime last year, uh, read read the book Nefarious by Steve. And and then uh, and a lot of it uh, definitely this part comes out in the movie. But but it's it's it, it was so powerful to me, just the storyline of kind of seeing the cultural dominance in, in America by the left and by, you know, what I would argue are demonic forces and definitely the enemy. And uh, and hearing it from their point of view, that was kind of the way Steve wrote it, and and it, it just it makes you go uh, one of those kind of you know hand palm to the forehead. Wow, how did we not see that? How did we not see the enemy stepping in and fooling us in the way they did? Because you know it's kind of that screw tape letter thing, you know, by C.S. Lewis, and 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 you know hearing the demons essentially say, "Here's what we did to you, and here's how we did it to you." And uh, and some of that comes out in the movie. Of course, in two hours in a movie, you can only do so so much of of the entire book. But I just think that perspective uh, for me was 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 um, revealing to to see. Yeah, this makes sense. This is how the enemy managed to take over so much of the culture, and an, an asleep church allowed that uh, ground to be given. And if we recognize that, then we can take that ground back. But we have to realize what we're what we're up against, and 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 how they've how they've uh, taken over so many institutions in America. You know, Rick, what you were just saying goes back to what George Barn has been telling us. One of the best questions for indicating whether someone has a biblical worldview or not is asking them whether they think that people are inherently good. And this movie makes it really clear that, as we're told in the epistles, that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. It's principalities and powers and spiritual weakness and, and darkness in high places. And this movie makes it really clear that there is a true, genuine spiritual world and our non-biblical worldview that says, hey, everybody is, is, we expect the best of everybody, and everybody's inherently good, and, you know, occasionally they do bad things. This makes it really clear that there is a spiritual world, and I think this is a really good thing for helping develop biblical worldview. Well, Steve Dace, the author of the book and uh, producer of the movie, will be our guest when we come back. Stay with us, folks. You're listening to Waldo. This is Tim Barton from Wall Builders with another moment from American history. Many today assert that religion is something private, that it has no place in the public square, and that it is incompatible with government. But the Founding Fathers believed exactly the opposite. They held that religion was absolutely necessary in order to maintain our free system of government. For example, John Adams declared, We have no government armed with power, capable of contending with human passions unbridled by morality and religion. And signer of the Declaration, Benjamin Rush, similarly affirmed, Without religion, there can be no virtue, and without virtue, there can be no liberty, and liberty is the object and life of all Republican governments. The Founding Fathers understood that limited government required public morality from the people, and that public morality was produced by the Christian religion. For more information about the Founding Fathers' views on religion and public life, go to wallbuilders.com. Welcome back to Wall Builders. Thanks for staying with us. Great to have our buddy Steve Dace back with us. Steve, it's like the year of Steve Dace this year. We got Nefarious 
coming out. Uh, incredible book you came out with with uh, with our buddy Daniel Horowitz just a few months ago. Wanted to try to talk about that too. But anyway, thanks, man. Appreciate you coming on. Anytime, Rick. You know I appreciate so much the work you guys do. Well, right back at you. Love the movie. Thanks for sending me a screener. Um, incredible, man. Incredible performances. And and this is not your typical cheesy Christian content, man. You really went uh, over and above. And uh, I just I encourage people to get this. Uh, the book's been out for a while, so you've been working on this movie for a long time as well. So I just want to first just say congrats to you as a friend for for reaching this incredible milestone and for the great success I know this movie's going to be. Well, thank you very much. The last three years, and of course, the movie we're talking about opens in theaters uh, on Friday, April 14th, across the country, Nefarious. It has, the last three years, Rick, have been the most challenging and yet rewarding uh, for me on both the personal and professional level. I mean, it was open spiritual warfare the entire time to make a movie that uh, truly shows people the enemy for who he is and to do it without any of the uh, the parlor tricks or the disgusting vile antics um, that you typically see in demon movies there's not a there's not an ounce of blood there's nothing crude it's just a really bold piece of storytelling and uh, and and we we tried to up the production value to make it look like what comes out of mainstream Hollywood. And I think we did. And, and I think that combination of prophetic storytelling with high production value is why the enemy fought us every step of the way. But God is good. Um, whether the enemy attacked my marriage, God was there. Whether he attacked the health of my directors, God was there. He attacked our production. God was there. When we usually talk about spiritual warfare, Rick, we always often talk about it as Christians, and the, but the enemy's really after us. We almost never talk about it in the context of um, a sovereign God. And I mean, we watched the enemy come after us this entire time, and we watched God beat him back for us every mm. single time. Well, I cannot imagine, uh, especially knowing you as a very smart guy, you being willing to poke the bear and literally call out uh, this spiritual warfare for what it is without having the confidence in a sovereign God. I mean, you you probably knew going into this, even when you wrote the book, you probably mm-hmm. knew, man. I'm, I'm, I'm asking for these, this spiritual enemy, uh, right demons, on. literally, to yep. come after me. And so you had to have. I mean, I, I, and that's not what our interview is about necessarily. But I, I, I'd love to know a little of your thoughts on that. I mean, you had to have thought through that and thought, but I know God will be there. You know, I, I did not grow up in a Christian home. Uh, my grandmother, uh, you know, I was her favorite, the first grandchild in the family, and spent a lot of time with her. And God bless her. I loved her to death, but you know, she was also really into the occult when I was a kid. And so she babysit. I mean, I probably saw every horror movie in the made in America, regardless of slasher demonic that you could imagine, um, you know, during my childhood. So I was very familiar with this genre growing up. And I, you know, I'm, I'm familiar from movies like the Omen or the Exorcist who did try to show real evil, albeit in a, you know, profane way. And the challenges that went into those productions and, and, and all of us, you know, the team that put this together, is who did God's Not Dead and did Abby Johnson's Unplanned, and just as Unplanned was a was a step up in maturity and gritty storytelling from God's Not Dead. This is about three or four steps up yeah. from uh, Unplanned. And so we all were aware that, of the challenges that were going to come our way. It's one thing to be aware of it, though. It's another thing to live through it, to experience it. And um, But I can tell you, after this experience, and we, I have no idea how many tickets we're going to sell. I, I just know we made the best movie, I'm confident, that we could have possibly made 
with the challenges we faced and the resources we had. We watched, and when, when you see this in a theater, you know, we had our red carpet premiere in Dallas the other night and, uh, you know, the Plano uh, Cinemark, and they put us in the XD theater. The quality of the cinematography on that screen, the quality of the sound of that movie in that setting, just way beyond what we could afford with our budget. But uh, God brought us, you know, closeted Christians in Hollywood that uh, heard about what we were trying to do, that we were trying to, to reach this Gen Z that's turning to darkness where they are. And we were going to go there uh, with, with, you know, Christian storytelling and give ourselves permission to, w- one, we're not going to violate God's Word. Number two, we're not going to, we're not going to um, you know, uh, go against our, our godly values. But, it, but short of those, uh, you know, plumb lines, we're going we're gonna to break the mold stylistically of what typically Christian uh, filmmaking is. We're going to break every rule. Well, I was just going to say the talent behind the camera, the, like you said, the mixing, the production, all, all of that off the charts. It, it, it's truly phenomenal, and you can tell it's not not your typical Christian movie. But also the the acting. I mean, look, Sean Patrick Flannery, obviously a, a very talented guy, an incredible actor, but to pull this off is yes. another level. I mean, I mean, he's Jack Nicholson in The Shining level. It, it's yeah. unreal, man. It's unreal. Yeah. I mean, I remember watching. You sent me a clip. I don't know back in uh, November or something that was. You know, just a couple of minutes, and I was blown away by that. But to carry the movie like he does, and 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 the other guys were great too. I mean, they, uh, what is it, Jordan? Uh, Jordan Belfi. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he was fantastic. I mean, it, it, it's a it's a great uh, small cast, great cast. But I'm telling you, Flannery, that if that's not award winning, I don't know what would be. So you had to have been incredibly pleased uh, with with just Absolutely. how he brought to life what you what, what you wrote. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, you just look at it. I, I, we had, we had Christians come to us that are closeted in Hollywood that, that worked off the books, that gave us bargain basement rates uh, for the mixing, the sound editing, uh, the, the coloring, the cinematography, things we could not, at the level that you'll see when it comes out in theaters on the 14th, we could not have afforded that level. Uh, Sean Patrick Flannery, I mean, we could not have afforded him in any universe. It was just, he knew how well written this role was, and he just said, I, I've never been offered a role this powerful in my career that I think has this much impact for truth in my career. I, I mean, it may blacklist me forever, but I, I absolutely have to do it. Right down to our support staff, Rick. I mean, John Sullivan is kind of the, the go-to guy on the right for Christian or conservative movies. He's one of the producers of the uh, Reagan movie uh, that's going to come out next year. I mean, he came to work for us to run our marketing for 75% less than his normal rate because of how much he believed in what we were trying to do with this movie and, and its quality and its potential for cultural impact. And so it's just been incredible to see how God has shepherded this all the way through. We only got a theatrical deal because uh, a mutual friend of uh, one of the most uh, prominent, powerful, spirit-filled believers in, the, in, the, in Hollywood uh, brought, brought me to him every few years. He thinks there's a movie that, that, that winds up with our worldview that's worth him risking his capital to put his thumb on the scale and help get distribution. He oversaw the distribution for the passion, for example. And I went to his home and screened it for him last fall, and he was absolutely blown away by the movie. And he was able to get us a distribution deal in theaters nationwide, Rick, without having to go through a single Hollywood studio. We are being able to deal directly with the theaters themselves. And uh, I mean, it's just, this has been incredible. I I have no idea what the movie will make. I don't know what tickets it'll sell. I, I just know we had almost 500 people come to Dallas for this red carpet premiere was an incredible experience got to share it with my family one of the greatest nights of my life and and i know we finished our race we did everything Mm. 
that we were supposed to do. And now, you know, we'll show the world what we have on April the 14th, and we'll see what God wants to do for, with it from there. Well, man, I, I want to encourage our audience, uh, you know, don't don't wait for uh, being able to stream it from home or any of that stuff. Go to the theater because it will help produce more good quality movies like this. The better this movie does, the more of it we will get. And one of the best signs for how good it's going to do is opening weekend, opening night, all that good stuff. So it, it, I really encourage people to go see it. April 14th, that's the night. That's when you want to go. Uh, help us have a really big bang on, on this thing. Steve, you... Uh, like you said, man, uh, incredible year. A lot of lot of crazy stuff happening. I I don't know what God's got next for you, brother, but but He is just positioning you to influence the culture in a really really positive, needed way. And I'm just I'm glad to call you friend and 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 really excited about this movie. And I wish we had more time to talk about the book. I got to get you back to talk about the book with Daniel. I, I did have him on to talk about it, but I'm telling you that book. Well, I'll just be honest. I, I listened to the Audible version as I was trimming trees, and I think I could have cut the trees with my bare hands. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was so angry, righteously yep. angry, as I learned of the of the details of things that happened. Um, so anyway, we'll get you back. We'll talk about Rise of the Fourth Reich as, as well. But right now, let's keep the spotlight on Nefarious. April 14th, folks, that's just in a couple of days. Go see the movie. Uh, Steve, bless you, brother. Man, I'm so excited for you. Thank you for uh, for being persistent because I know there's plenty of opportunities you could have given up. And I appreciate you sharing so much of the behind the scenes and just God's moving uh, through this whole thing because that's one of the coolest parts uh, about all of this. But what God's going to do with the movie, like you said, you don't know, uh, but I think it's going to be pretty amazing. I appreciate that, my friend. And uh, thank you for what you guys have done. I mean, stand in that post uh, for many, many years there at Wall Builders. Greatly appreciate it. It's been uh, an informing, uh, an, an informant, and encouragement to me and my line of work. And so, hope everybody continues to support what you guys do as well. And don't forget, you can see the trailer and get tickets, everything at whoisnefarious.com. Whoisnefarious.com. We'll have a link today to make it easy for you folks. Steve Dace, thanks for coming on, brother. You bet, brother. God bless. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back with David and Tim Barton. Hey friends, if you've been listening to Wall Builders Live for very long at all, you know how much we respect our veterans and how appreciative we are of the sacrifice they make to make our freedoms possible. One of the ways that we love to honor those veterans is to tell their stories here on Wall Builders Live. Once in a while we get an opportunity to interview veterans that have served on those front lines, that have made incredible sacrifices, have amazing stories that we want to share with the American people. One of the very special things we get to do is interview World War II veterans. You've heard those interviews here on Wall Builders Live from folks that were in the Band of Brothers to folks like Edgar Harrell that survived the Indianapolis to so many other great stories you've heard on Wall Builders Live. You have friends and family that also serve. If you have World War II veterans in your family that you would like to have their story shared here on Wall Builders Live, please email us at radio at wallbuilders.com, radio at wallbuilders.com. Give us a brief summary of the story and we'll set up an interview. Thanks so much for sharing here on Wobblers Live. We're back on Wobblers. Thanks for staying with us. Thanks to Steve Dace for joining us today as well. Encourage everybody to check out the movie this weekend. Go on opening night. That's the night most important to go see the movie, April 14th. Uh, David and Tim, so, you know, I mean, obviously Steve wants people to be thinking spiritually when they watch this movie. Yeah, and, and it's something, too, that, guys, you know, we, we, we hit it a little bit uh, leading in the interview with Steve. Uh, Steve got into it. Some Rich, y'all were talking about the the reality of of spiritual warfare, and sometimes we don't give it enough credit. And I think 
maybe more so now uh, in, in the last couple of years. I, I think there's some people being awakened to the reality of this, but I, oftentimes as Christians, we get very comfortable in our Christianity uh, and, and especially even in our theology. And it's just, you know, we love Jesus and he died for our sins and it's, it's by faith alone, through grace alone. And, and it, we, we just kind of have this very simplistic view, which there's truth in this simplicity, but we, we often disregard much of what the Bible says. And I mean, when, when you go through Jesus in the gospels with, with him casting out demons and him talking about the, that, that, that children have guardian angels that look over them and, and you begin to unfold some of what scripture says, even to the extent, Dad, where you got into Ephesians 6 and you were talking about we, we wrestle not just against flesh and blood. The reality is, as we are seeing the issues in America, we are in a spiritual battle. And what's I think it's so exciting about this movie, which I'm planning on going to see it opening weekend. I've not seen it at this point. You guys have had the opportunity to, to see the pre-release and the screeners. I have not seen those yet. So I'm planning on going opening weekend. But I'm excited that there is an opportunity for Christians to see a glimpse into something deeper. Almost, I remember when, when Frank Peretti came out with this present darkness, and it was such a novel concept for a lot of people, but there's truth in the reality that there is a spiritual war that we are in the middle of. There is a battle for good and evil, for, for the soul of individuals, the soul of a nation, the soul of the world, and, and this is happening around us. And I think it's important for Christians to wake up and recognize part of the spiritual battle that we are dealing with. Thank you for listening today. I hope you're taking the things that you hear on Wobblers Live and actually using them. Not just listening, but taking action steps in your community. So many different things you can be involved in and do. And the things that we provide you the opportunity to do from being a Constitution coach and taking Constitution Alive with David Barton and myself uh, from teaching at Independence Hall and in the in the Wobblers Library and actually bringing that teaching into your home and inviting people over to be a part of that or maybe at your church, having a class there at your church to do exactly that. You can do a Constitution class like that. Uh, you can actually be a part of, of helping us train young leaders. So you can sponsor a student to go to Patriot Academy or go to the Wall Builders Leadership Training Program in the summer. Those are great ways for you to invest in freedom and invest in the next generation. And the last thing I encourage you to do is invest in this program, Wall Builders Live. At wallbuilderslive.com, there's a donate button. When you do that, you're coming alongside us and investing in freedom and helping us to do all these different things that Wall Builders does, but especially this radio program, which reaches so many people across the nation, equipping and inspiring them, and you get to be a part of that. I encourage you to visit wallbuilderslive.com today for all of those things. Thanks so much for listening to Wall Builders Live. We stand undivided forever.